And this is A Good Story is Hard to Find podcast. Where two Catholic friends talk about the books and movies they love and the traces of the one reality that lie below the surface. Hola is our subject today. <laughs> um, Ajay, oh, say the last name for me. Devkin. Devkin. Okay. D-E-V-G-N is Devkin. Yeah, Ajay Devkin. Ajay Devkin directed this one. And we've seen him do some incredible stunts in the past. And uh, this one is absolutely full of more. (laughs) Yes. His father was an action thriller uh, director. Really? And he seems to come by it naturally when you think of him directing this. And he also directed a movie called Runway 34 a few years before this one, and it was really well-directed. The last half of the movie isn't great, but that's the script and not the directing. But the first half, I mean, you're on the edge of your seat the whole time. It's truly amazing, and it's so different from this that you realize he's got real talent as Mm. a director. Yeah. And of course, no one wields a motorcycle the way he does. So. Oh, that was just unbelievable. <laughs> and it was a beautiful movie, man. Just, yes. it was really something. It was so beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. And the overhead scenes that would give you the sense of, oh my gosh, I see they're in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> winding through here, or, you know, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. 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 I'm glad you. Glad you liked that I did. part. I did. Well, I loved the whole movie. It's oh, good. it was so good. Yeah. So, who is Bola? Bola is a man who's been in prison for ten years. He had a life sentence, but for good behavior, which must have been extraordinary, he's been let out after ten years, and he's going to go see his ten-year-old daughter, get her from an orphanage he never knew she existed until after he was in jail. So. This is his big chance. Unfortunately for him, and we see this at the very beginning, S.P. Diana, played by uh, Taboo, who is one of our family's favorite Bollywood actresses. She's so good. She is um, a good cop, which we know how rare that is in India. And she's got her team of people who are sniffing out drugs and confiscating them, and they have just made the biggest drug bust ever in the history of India, and they've locked it up somewhere that's hidden, and they will not tell anybody where it is, and the gang who had the drugs is run by a legitimately insane fellow. Yes. And, yes. I mean, he is mm-hmm. over-the-top insane. <laughs> and, um, and his name he, is Ashu, right? Yeah, that's his nickname. So let's just say that his whole name is too long and hard. Uh, But Ashu, yeah, he is um, determined to get it back. He um, takes drastic measures, and Taboo luckily comes across Ajay Devgan at the wrong, right time, sorry, (laughs) his character Bola at the right time and manages to co opt him to help her with her quest. So I don't want to say lots more. Mm, Very good. Okay. Yeah. I like so it. it's, and this came yeah. out like last year. 
Yeah, we saw it in the theater. You saw it in the theater with oh, your yeah. daughters, right? And and my daughter's husband and my husband and a few Indian people who it was it's always a treat when you get to watch with the audience who it's really intended for because we're just sitting there going this is amazing and in the back they're cheering and clapping and you know everything so oh that's cool it's fun yeah yeah love it love it yeah so I did listen to your daughter's podcast an American's mm. Guide to Bollywood on this episode and they had to they were doing a series of romantic ones, I think, and they, they had to yeah. throw in the bonus episode <laughs> because it it's so irresistible much. and you have to talk about it. Yeah. Well, and it was in theaters then, so we wanted to let people know that if you were in a theater where, I mean, in a town that had an Indian population that might attract some movies, this is one to look for. Right. Yeah, and it's, it's a big action-y thriller but it's not like if anybody watched Singham which is ostensibly about real people this one all seems this is so much larger than life that this takes on mythical qualities really oh for sure and I know it's based on a South Indian movie that I've seen some people like this better most people like the other one better but I think and we haven't watched that one yet. Um, but I think what I have seen is this one takes the things in the first movie and kind of just turns them into this, like I said, something, a story with that's like a myth. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Bola is some kind of mythological guy, <laughs> you know, because he, <laughs> he is unbelievable. He's like a superhero or a Hercules. Something like that. It's not like, yeah, maybe more like, yeah, it's like he's imbued with the, you don't want to say the strength of the gods, but some of the the godlike quality. But (sighs) because the thing is, is that he is devoted to Shiva. Mm Shiva is one of the very important three Hindu gods, right? The most important three Hindu gods. And he always has a trident, which we'll discuss is very important. <laughs> yes. And his followers tend to have a very broad stripe of white, which is usually ash, hmm. across their foreheads. And every time Bola is getting ready for action, he's, I mean, he's devoted to the god. He's, you know, got his, he's got his pouch with his ash and he pulls it out and he puts his stripe on and he is going for it. And also, um, this is something you probably didn't notice, but he wears a little, um, it almost looks like a nut or something that's on a chain around his neck. Okay. This is Ajay Devgan's personal devotion. Oh. He's very devoted to Shiva. Oh, okay. That's a devout that's Hindu. That's fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this is something that's kind of, I think, in that sense, channeling some of the things he enjoys. Now he's not saying that, you know, mm-hmm. all this. But Bola is one of the names for Shiva. And Shiva is the destroyer. And so... But also kind of the rejuvenator because there's this big cycle of how many times the universe is going to be destroyed and reborn. And Shiva's the one who destroys it, but he's also the one who re not rebuilds it, but you know, recreates it. Okay. That's as well, much that's, as uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that's good. needs to know. Yeah. So I need to see if there's any place in Salt Lake City that uh, shows this kind of movie. So next time you run across one, let me know, and if if I can find it, I'll oh I'll okay give it a shot. It's a couple hours away, but that that's the only chance I'd have. 
Um, yeah. 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 But and but yeah, this this had to have been amazing on a big screen. And just, it was. Yeah. It was wonderful. Oh, I can't imagine. It was and in, so in there, wonderful. do they um, have subtitles, I assume? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because for one thing, you can't tell what part of India people are from. Yeah. So in, it's my oh. understanding oh, that even in right. India, you'll have um, English subtitles. Really? Maybe not in every yeah. single theater, but That's yeah. Because so, if you're in South India and it's a Hindi movie, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. So and I'm now always they can also yeah. be dubbed. Yeah. And I, I watched, um, when I started to watch it on Amazon, it was dubbed. And I was like, this is not right. <laughs> so I went up there and I found, oh, here's the original language. Because I, I like to watch it that way. Mm-hmm. It's so much, it's much better. And then oh, um, yeah. just reading the subtitles. But um, but yeah, it hadn't occurred to me. Yeah, even in India, you've got these different languages. So, But that they would mm-hmm. do it in English is kind of amazing. And yeah, then um, I- I'm always amazed when I watch these movies that just randomly they'll say sentences in English. You know, they'll be still be talking and then they'll say a sentence in English and I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. And they all understand each other, so yeah. Yeah. It's kind of English is the what lingua franca. Hmm. Right? The common language that everybody knows to get along with. Well, and the but and and the thing about speaking English, more English is creeping in and different people feel variously about it. But to me it's kind of like we say hasta la vista, baby. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. These things come in, and they become part of the culture. Right. Very, very so, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and we had the same experience. So if somebody hasn't watched this, and they pick it up on Amazon, and they start to all speak English, they did a good job at mimic finding actors who were mimicking the voices well enough. But we did the same thing. We went, this has to be in Hindi somewhere. Yeah. And sure enough, it yeah, was. Yeah, it so. was, yeah. It just makes a big difference. So Yeah, I think um, it's better, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't pick this for any deep reason, and uh, my, I well, don't know yeah. what we're going to find to talk about other than this amazing well, it was, movie. It but was so amazing. We'll it see. was so amazing, and um, you know, I, I love that you know you're watching it with a live audience, and the audience is cheering and things. Because mm-hmm. um, I was cheering, and I know I don't have any deep connection, you know, but this is you know Shiva, and if Bola is another word or another name. For Shiva, I, I find that amazing. But there, there is this, like you said, this mythic quality. I mean, Bola. I mean, he's a human being, but there's there he he is. You know, like I said, like Hercules or something. And it's clear that he is something beyond. You know, I I, right. I don't know if I'd say supernatural. He's he's a superhero. He's, but even that is inadequate. It's no. it's like he's in, infused with. God or something, you know, infused right. with Shiva's like Shiva's helping or something. I'm not sure how to say that, but th- he's mythic, you know, and and his opponents are too. Not the ones that he fights twenty of at a time, <laughs> but at one time, at yeah. one time. But there are some some of his opponents are also. It's like angels and demons almost. I mean, mm-hmm. it, there's there's good and there's bad. And, um, but I just find that really interesting and, and the, the whole quality of it just reminds me of story, you know, and, and that's the kind of thing. Cause whenever I see mythic stuff, you know, you, I start to think about Tolkien and Lewis and, and, you know, the, it's just the sheer power of the story 
and you know, of course, Ajay Devkin's uh, amazing direction, which mm-hmm. the whole thing is enthralling just to look at. Um, but what I mean, what is it about a mythic quality to the story that is so incredibly appealing? Um, yeah, you know, because I, it, it's appealing on a different level. It, I it's was a, thinking about that too, because yeah. I was thinking that's one of the things where. You ha- you look at it and you recognize it's kind of mythic, even when you're kind of recognizing recognizing some of the sources that the story is taken from in the mm. sense of the plot. But the the it's well it's framed in this kind of bookended narrative mm-hmm. that he's he's leaving jail and he's dressed in white. And he's carrying the Gita, and I can't re- ever say the word, but the Gita is called the Song of God, mm-hmm. and it's it's a a series of co- dialogues with God, as I understand it. I was looking it up today, and it's contained within a much longer, insanely long epic poem that is about a a conflict between two kingly brothers. Mm-hmm. who are, I mean, it's just one battle after another, but it's all interwoven with conversations with God. It's almost like, on a different way, of course, Homer stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like the Iliad. Right. Because it's not just looking at, here's here's war and we're talking about it, it's looking at all the other things. So the part he was reading was the part that is concentrating on, you know, people and God. And what does all this mean? Yeah. Again, like this is anybody who's listening who knows is probably clutching their head, but this is the (laughs) most basic understanding. Uh And so, kind of the understanding when you see that he's been reading the Gita means he's been seeping himself, soaking himself in what has meaning. How do you connect with God? Who are you? That kind of thing. And, um, spoilers coming now, I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, and because. He has been a very, very bad man. Then he kind of takes this as this is what he should do Hmm. in repentance for some of the other things that have happened, like his wife disappearing, you know, or being killed. And then it's being narrated by this old man who's in a cell. And because he's leaving and everybody's, you know, clapping for him and, you know, bola, bola, bola. And the other people are going, Tell us, Uncle, what? Who is this man? What is the story? And he's like, and it's kind of like, gather round, my children. Let me tell you a tale. And so he's not saying anything very specific, but he's describing all these mythical-sounding qualities. And there are two or three other times when they come back to this again because he's getting something horrible has happened. He can never recover. And right before he does recover, unbelievably. They show the old man narrating some more of what he's like. And when he is felled by someone, then this he finds extra strength, this kind of thing. And um, it's just all those elements go together to make it seem like, to me, it's like something out of Greek myth or, like I said, the Iliad, that kind of thing. But also... um, it makes me wonder what it was like in some of the Old Testament, the real soldier-type heroes that were in there. What was it like 
to fight that battle for, was it three days or just one day where they were having to hold Moses' arms up so they could keep winning? Yeah. Um, or mm. when Joshua was leading them or Gideon was, you know, doing stuff. And, and of course, because it's Jewish and also Christians, you know, look at this as it's always leading into the story of Christ and the story of God, but they aren't necessarily looking at the same things we are, but they're not also looking for the qualities that we find in this myth mm. um, necessarily. But, you know, sometimes they are, it's revenge and good versus evil. And I, and I think that myth it's like he strums these strings that are really deep. And even if you, you're like, I can't point to something and say, this is what it's saying, right? But you, it's like you're, you're witnessing truth, you know, but yeah. on this incredibly deep level that's almost unconscious. And, yeah. um, and that's, that's what always brings me back to Lewis and Tolkien and what brought Lewis to the faith. Um, and I, and I have, I, I pulled up a little paragraph that I love. I know we've mentioned this before, but this is, uh, C.S. Lewis wrote to Greaves, somebody named Greaves. Mm, but he yeah, said, he was, he was his lifelong friend. Right. So they were, um, you know, C.S. Lewis was describing a conversation that he had with um, Dyson and Tolkien. And he said, now what Dyson and Tolkien showed me was this, that if I met the idea of sacrifice in a pagan story, I didn't mind it at all. Again, that if I met the idea of a god sacrificing himself to himself, I liked it very much and was mysteriously moved by it. Again, that the idea of dying and reviving God, the idea of the dying and reviving God similarly moved me, provided I met it anywhere except in the Gospels. The reason was he was way ahead in, of his time. Yeah, <laughs> the reason was that in pagan stories, I was prepared to feel myth as profound and suggestive of meanings beyond my grasp, even though I could not say in cold prose what it meant. Now, yes. the story of Christ is simply a true myth, a myth working on us in the same way as the others, but with this tremendous difference that it really happened. And yes. that, I keep, I, I return to this ever since I encountered it over and over and over in my life. And, um, you know, especially, you know, when I'm reading the Old Testament and these stories that you were suggesting, but it's like, you know, when we read Gilgamesh and when we read mm-hmm. um, even the uh, Viking one we did, Njal Saga, um, yes. there's just something about all of this stuff and and that's what i felt in this movie there's it's it's mythic in this sense there's just something there's just like this undercurrent of deep strumming those strings and um it's it's mesmerizing um but yeah and you can't you can't sit here and say i know what this means right but you you know that it's 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 hitting very deep things, very deep all the way down, yeah. you know? I'm so glad to hear you say that because mm-hmm. I remember standing outside the theater and just talking very excitedly with all of us for about 15 minutes afterwards about all the things we saw, the threads we saw holding things together and everything. And, I mean, we were, like Hannah said, she could have turned right around and watched it again. Oh, easy. And so could yeah. I. Yeah. Because you were in a different world. And it's the things you're saying about 
or that uh, C.S. Lewis was saying, you can't even put your finger on it necessarily. There's something there, and it, as you say, thrums those strings. Mm-hmm. And um, because I was thinking, you know, we watched Bahubali. Mm. That's it doesn't feel the same as this. Yeah. But it's also looking at legend in that same way. Mm. With people who are bigger and stronger and better or worse. Yeah. Um and then I was thinking also of uh Mad Max, particularly Fury Road. Mm. Where um there's all this stuff that shouldn't make any sense. Like the guys who are up on those poles playing those guitars <laughs> and everything. <laughs> yeah, this is but not a in, movie where you ask, you know, how can he do that? <laughs> what's going on? But they actually did it. That was the best part. <clears throat> yeah. But the thing is, is that um, you just look at this, you look at it, and there's enough meaning in what's going on for the good people or defeating the bad people. But in fact, that one I think had more that's easy to put your finger on than this one did. But it hits those chords. You just mm. look at it and you're in awe of the story. The The bad people are so very bad and in a way that's almost incomprehensible. Mm. Um, they yep. never yield. Mm-hmm. The The good people are so much bigger than life. And the probably the most human people, of course, the people in the police station and the people who are... Um, what is his name? S.P. Diana, who I mm-hmm. mentioned, who is one of the best human beings you'll ever meet, although not perfect. But mm-hmm. uh, what's his name also? Kachi, the caterer. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yep. You know, because uh-huh. they're, they're and, and of course the daughter, uh, but they're human beings. Mm. But they're caught up in this big mythic story and they're all having to do the best they can. And in that sense... Now that I think about it, that's us, but especially when you point out that Jesus is the true myth. Mm. You look at the things the Bible says, and we're so familiar with it, even as a culture, even the people who don't believe. But those things are insane, okay? Mm-hmm. They're outrageous. <laughs> um, and, and the Old Testament, too. All the, these, these things that happen aren't normal. Yeah. And, of course, in the Bible, it's not suggesting that these people are supernatural, except, of course, for Christ, who is God, who comes down to be with people. Hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. So, it's, it's, I don't want to overhype the movie because it is a great no, action movie. I mean, it's movie, such great it fun. So, and and yeah, that's it, yeah. pretty violent. But, yeah. um, but, but Bola himself, you're right, he's, he's hard to explain because he, his focus is really on his daughter. He's doing all this stuff because he knows how to do it and fight all these people and deal with them. Yeah. But he has one goal, and that's to see his 10-year-old daughter. And the, the, the moment when and the moments when he's the most human, of course, are during the flashback when they show him meeting his wife, mm. the woman who will become his wife, and that tell that story without any dialogue, <laughs> which I yeah, loved. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and then... Um, and he gives the, up his way of life. Yeah, mm-hmm. and becomes... And and recognizes God. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. When he gives his gun to her. Right. He recognizes who he is. Mm-hmm. He seeks redemption. Yeah. And part of that redemption, I think, is is carried out through the stuff that we see. 
because he's having to fight his way through all these very, very, very bad people <laughs> to achieve, a, so you know, many, SP. So yeah. many very, very bad people. He killed 70 people tonight, and the night's only half over. That's right. <laughs> and they weren't <sighs> cheating by making it one after the other. That happened, but sometimes there were like five guys on him. Yeah, yeah. And he just suddenly, out of this mound of people, bodies just start flying through the air. Oh, you know, so good. He's coming back up. Yeah. But I was thinking of when they were fighting the people <laughs> and the leopard. And yeah, the um, leopard was a great moment. Oh. That was something that showed you almost a divinity or almost, it's like something is going on with Bola that is not average human, right? Yeah. It's when, uh, yeah, he, he steps out of this bus and uh, just confronts this gang and the gang, of course, has a leopard, as you would. Duh. And uh, the leopard is like, I think I'm leaving. <laughs> the leopard, leopard just backs away. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was just like, oh. So, you, you know, you just realize, oh, man. You know, so there's something, something, you know, to me, I feel like there's something in him. You know, uh, you know Shiva, yeah. it's like he's yeah. infused. He's, he's part of it. He's sharing yeah. in that divine whatever it is you know he's one of shiva's yeah, yeah devo- being devoted to shiva he's fully right. embracing it i guess and so and, you know so that knowledge makes me not question anything else you know because they're the it's 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 super fun the the violence is crazy and you know but things happen you're like how how could they, well never mind <laughs> you know but it's just <laughs> it's just like you know he's just yeah there's just, you know, this mythic quality. And in that moment, I mean, it's just, you know, that kind of thing, just, again, it just really, it's strums that deep thing. And, um, then, then on he goes and, and that, um, one of the things that I wanted to make sure that I mentioned, um, was, have you ever seen the warriors? Um, 1979, Uh, Walter Hill. So it's about this gang, um, the warriors who go to this big meeting of gangs in New York City, and there's this guy um, Cyrus who is bringing everybody together. He he wants to bring all the gangs in New York City together to to take over the place, and um, he ends up getting shot. He's assassinated, and then somebody accuses the warriors of doing it. But the warriors live on Long Island, so they've got a long way to go to get home, and. They're fighting gang after gang after gang, and each gang is wearing different outfits, you know? Yeah. Um, and that just reminded me of what was going on. I mean, there was there was these guys in basketball shorts that were super muscular, you know, and yes. um, just all these different gangs that had their and they, own And it was like uniforms. they were natives of the jungle or something. Yeah. And they had teamed up with the other guys who, I can't mm-hmm. remember what their thing was. They were just driving like monster trucks. Yeah. Um, right. And it just but, felt, it felt inspired by that. Whether it was or not, I don't know. But it was a nice call. That's what came to my head, you know. It's like, well, oh. Well, and yeah. I've seen several people mention that. And I think the original, the script for the South Indian original acknowledges that a big inspiration was Assault on Precinct 13. Team, uh, is that yes. the name of it? Right. Which I've never seen, but Rose was saying that she has seen it, and she said it's very reminiscent of it, the part in the police station especially. In the especially. police station, right. And yeah. she said, but also to her, the movie kind of had a John Carpenter 1980s look, and I guess he did that movie. Mm. Um, I don't 
know, and I'm not an appreciator of John Carpenter the way mm-hmm. a lot of people are. So I can't say, but, um, but that does make sense to me because, yeah. but it's just so wonderfully put together. And like I say, you'd see some of these gangs and just go, this is like something out of Mad Max or something oh, yeah. out of some weird mm-hmm. apocalyptic future as they're all chasing them down. Um, but the thing I did want to mention, the thing I was starting to say when I got diverted by the leopard, because who doesn't, <laughs> is um, that after he's fighting these people, the head guy has run away into the woods and he's relieving himself against a tree because, you know, he's terrified and he managed to hold on that long, I suppose. And um, he suddenly realizes behind him is Bola standing right there. And he's like, oh, no, don't hurt me. Don't, whatever you want. And he's like, your shirt. Mm-hmm. Because his shirt has been torn. And <laughs> yeah. he's going to meet his daughter. Oh, man. And yep. that was one of the sweet threads that I thought held together the fact that she is his daughter. He is her father. He's very shy. He's so <laughs> overcome, he can't even really talk to her on the phone. Mm-hmm. And But she's worried about the hole in her dress. She's trying to fix it yeah. before she meets him. And then he's worried about, you know, his shirt. Like at the very end when he looks around the corner of the ambulance and sees her and he comes back and he goes, my shirt, you know, because <laughs> it's got blood all over it and everything. Oh, and yep. and yeah, Diana's like, just get out there, <laughs> you know, but it's. Yeah, that it's, was great. So well Because done. that's yep. what makes him human. Mm-hmm. He is a human being, and he is, you know, this guy who can kill 70 men in a few hours. What he's worried about is the personal relationships, because mm. that's what made him really come alive to who he was when he was married. Yes. He met that woman and became married. This is the other thread that still ties him to her, and he he never even got to meet her. He didn't even know she existed until he was in jail. And she has the same hope, because they um, they up the emotional stakes by letting us see the daughter and see her being, who is it who's supposed to meet me? Who is it I'll see tomorrow? You know, she doesn't Mm -hmm. know she has any relatives, but someone's going to come and see her. And so she's trying to find out and she's trying to get her dress fixed and she's trying to, you know, all these things. And so between the two of them, if he doesn't show up to get that daughter met, there's a huge problem with this movie (laughs) and we're not going to have it. We're not going to have that in a way. No. So we know he's got to live. He's got to see the daughter. And the orphanage lady said, Hey, there's someone coming to see you. You better show up. She's the worst orphanage lady in the world. (laughs) Can I just say, don't say that to a kid. Oh my gosh. I wonder who's coming. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) I can't tell you who it is, but I'm going to tell you someone's coming. No, don't do that. Oh, man. But of course, you know, she uh, did. Intense because disappointment. Already, intense disappointment if he great. didn't show up, but he, he's going to show up. Yeah. He's going to well, show up. He may have to take out about a thousand people, yeah. but it's happening. Oh, for sure. So. Yeah. Um, so good. So yeah, what? So what's with the trident? So the trident is, uh, you said, a symbol of Shiva, or well, that's Shiva's weapon. So mm-hmm. when you when they're at that temple of mm-hmm. Shiva, yeah. and there's that gigantic statue that they were continually showing Ajay Devgan, and then looking up, here's Shiva right behind us. Going, <laughs> that's it. Keep that's going. It. Yeah. Stay the course. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, he's always holding the trident. In fact, I think that's where Ajay Devgan gets it. Right. Okay. He's gonna yeah. fight. That's just his. Yeah. That's his thing. It's like David and his sling. Oh, very good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So when, when and he uses it to great effect. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I yes, I would say supernatural effect, perhaps. So <laughs> yes. I wanted to read something um, that it was in my review because it's what Hannah said. Um, mm-hmm. She said, I think everyone should see this ideally in theaters, unless you think you'd spend the whole thing thinking things like, you can't pull a trident through two guys handle first. <laughs> How can he be lifting someone off the ground who's mm. already been shown to be taller than he is? Uh. You can't punch a motorcycle out of the air with a slight frown on your face. In which case, I'm sorry, you hate fun. That must be really hard for you. <laughs> yeah, this is just, it's not a movie where you ask those questions. Yeah. No. You just say, hey, Shiva's involved. And that's therefore, it. everything's okay. Yeah. The stuff with the trident is astounding. Yes. I mean, it's just, you're just watching that going. Kind of in the back of your mind, you know that's all impossible, but it doesn't matter. You do not care. No, man. It needed to be done. Yeah, yeah these American um, action filmmakers need to hire some of these people and send because oh, it was it was never not fun. It was yeah. never boring, and it was so much fighting. Um, but it okay. was it was like a, a choreographed. Uh, it was. It was great, and you know, yeah, it was beautifully choreographed. Yeah, so it's just, yeah, it's really good as far as that goes. But yeah, I wonder if surely it's happened in the past where you know, if somebody, if I saw this movie and I was a movie maker, I'd be like, uh, hey, in my next movie, we're gonna hire the people who did that and make you would this one. Think so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was yeah, it was wonderful. So well, and um. I did want to mention, too, that we do <laughs> – they're not really what you call character arcs in this movie. Everybody is – they are who they are. Mm. You know, the caterer is a – is he's a plucky enough. He goes along with them, but he doesn't know how to really drive. He's funny. Um, he provides the human part. Again, sometimes we get to see what Bull is thinking through this guy talking to him. But we do get to see a bit of a character arc from SP Diana. Yeah. Because yeah. she is one badass cop. I mean, she, in the very beginning, we're seeing her capture the, the trucks that have all these drugs in them. She's leaning out the window to shoot. She gets shot on the arm. And it hurts. You can see because every so often she'll grab mm-hmm. it and kind of wince. But she keeps going. She mm. gets her men. She gets her stuff. And then the whole way through the movie, of course, she's in great pain, having to take handfuls of painkillers and stuff. But what she's doing is treating Ajay Devgan Bola when she first says, oh, my gosh, all these cops have been roofied. And if I don't get them to a hospital, they may die. So they're loading up the truck with these 40 people. Mm-hmm. And he's been arrested because he doesn't look good. He's got a cut on one cheek. We're going to check this guy out. Because that's policing in India, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! They don't even haven't even called anybody for him, you know. So anyway, um, she is basically threatening him continually to make him drive the truck for her, and every single time he calls her bluff hmm. because she's just continually using um, the force of the law and not making logical sense or appealing to anybody's higher senses. Mm. And by the end of the movie, she has softened up enough that at the temple, she, she says, you know, I have a heart too. When he's told his story to the catering guy 
and we know now that he's got a daughter and everything. And she says, you know, I'm, I also had a, a child. Mm. And then you hear about what happened there. Yeah. And she, he says, oh, take these anklets to my daughter. If something happens, she's going, no, you know, we'll do it together. You've got the anklets. It's fine. And um, then by the end, she's the one saying she had the daughter brought to the police station or the, the one that they had been uh, trying to keep the bad guys out of in the morning when it's the aftermath. She's had the daughter brought there. He hasn't had to go anywhere. And then she says, you know, don't worry about your shirt. Get out there. You know? Yeah. So yeah. you see her treating, starting to act more like a human being, especially toward him. Yeah. Right. So she did have that arc. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. She was, she was great, you know, and, and Bola has his too. Um, you know, which we see in, in the flashbacks, like you said, mm-hmm. where he, he turned from the life that he had into a new one and then yeah. is in prison and changed there. And then now is sort of having to use his skills from the, from the, the, the tough times, right. And yeah. to use it for good. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and, um, I, the, one of the things I liked in the flashback especially was that, you know, we haven't mentioned this cause we're just talking about action stuff, but he was on Kara. So in the, mm-hmm. the Othello story, right. Right. And he can do so much with just, you know, turning his head a little or lifting a finger or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in the part where she can't, the, the girl who he will marry, he's interested in her. She can't get through the police barricade to get somewhere that she needs to go. And he's driving, and the policeman suddenly snaps the salute, and here he is, you know, a, a gangster, basically, being driven. And he just looks over, and he's got sunglasses on. He just looks over, and he just raises one finger to the policeman, who, yes, sir, you know, and then they just keep going. And I'm like, nobody conveys cool so well, hmm. yeah. you know. Yeah. It doesn't have to drink. It's just the little things. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. That is good stuff. So how about the police station? Yeah, that was good stuff, too. I mean, uh, so, yeah, we had somebody inside the police station that was uh, pretty evil. <laughs> what was his oh. name? He was he was in there. Um, Wait, uh, I've got it written down uh, somewhere. Nathari? Okay, I was Is thinking it was Nandini, but it's Nathari, I think. Yeah, yes. Nathari. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that was, you know, he was clearly the leader in his little group in the cell there. Well, no, and no, was he, he was, was he the oh, yeah. the father of Abu or Ashu? No, he was his older brother. Okay, older they kept brother. kept saying we've right. got to get my older brother out of jail, but we yeah. don't know where he is. So they find out where he is because mm-hmm. wouldn't tell it. Nobody would tell their names to the police officers before, right? Yeah. But he tells it, and this is that thing where I don't know how you felt about this, but the whole time going by most movies I know, you know, the younger brother is just nuts nuts mm. in a way that when his own man can't use the hammer right to get the lock off the police station front door he beats him to death with the hammer mm. it motivates everyone yeah. but also this is one of his own men you know yeah right. um he's just crazy and you think usually in that kind of scenario the older brother who you keep hearing about he's the one running the gang 
He's got his brother on a leash when he's out there in control. He's not liking the crazy part, but he uses it. No, no. He's as crazy, if not crazier, than the brother. He's like, yes. oh, right. they did not. These acorns did not fall far from the tree. Um, they did not. Yeah. And um, and help me on um, the guy that we see at the very end. It's actually during the credits, or there's oh. like a credit scene. Is yeah. Chomu Singh? Chomu Singh. Yeah. And is he related to those two guys, or no, is not he related at all. to Deep Singh? He's the one who took the neither. wife away. Okay. He's the one who came in the boat and took the wife away. Yeah. We don't know anything about him. Okay. Except he's a, obviously a nemesis. Yes. And it was a setup for a sequel, but it didn't do very well at the box office. I mean, it just made a little more than the cost. So okay. I don't know. If there well, will be a sequel. I, have, I saw it. I have some like, good news for you. I have some was. amazing news for you. Yeah. On YouTube is okay. Bola 2 official announcement trailer 2024. Ajay Devkin. So I don't know when it, I don't think it's saying it's going to be released in 2024. So it's an announcement that uh, there will be a bullet. Okay. Yeah. Great. Well, I knew he was planning it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he put that in there. It's just like, you know, how, how obvious it is that there's going to be a next Marvel movie, (laughs) you know, he kind of said, Hey, ready for number two, you know, and I don't know if that was mm-hmm. bold on his part or, or if the studio was like, you're, you're a go or what. Yeah. But, uh, well, he sent and, that right up. Yeah. You can't tell. And he started talking about it right after. Cause everybody looked at that and went, what? And with Abhishek Bachchan. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so the thing is, is that this never happens in India. They hmm. almost never do that. Um, very rarely. So it's interesting to see that they'll be able to pull it off. Yeah. But so the police station. Mm-hmm. Yes. What I wanted to say is I love this little band of students and the one old constable <laughs> who doesn't have a gun. Yes. And yeah. they're holding off all these people just through native ingenuity so that when the um, the bad guys are calling, like the older brother is calling to his Ashu saying, we're over here. We're in this cell. And they, th- oh, wait, hold on. And they turn up the music real loud. <laughs> no, because they have no actual weapons. And yeah. so that when they are having to take down Ashu when he manages to get in, they're having to do things like throw paper at him. <laughs> yeah. And like so throw a trash can at yeah. his head and that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And that was, that was something. And then they, they yeah. captured him, got some handcuffs on him finally. Yeah. And then that poor student. The oh, poor student gets. That uh, was the worst. Yeah, that was the worst. Got, yeah. The yeah. minute she says, I love you too, you're just like, oh, no, don't say that now. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Oh, there it is. Oh, he no. died. Yeah. Oh. That was bad. Well, and that's what showed how heartless and wicked that Ashi was. He yeah. was still alive. Right. And he was mock- He was so cruelly mocking their pain. Hmm. That you really loved when the older, uh, the he was a constable, right? He was a mm. whatever he was, the older guy, the only policeman in the place came over with the crazy guy's hammer. It was like, you know, we're not having any of this. And you're just like, you know, I don't approve of, you know, that kind of violence in general, but it was really warranted in this bigger than life, good versus evil movie that cannot stand. It's like you say, it's almost demonic seeming. Yeah. Yeah. 
it can't be redeemed. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then that that old guy takes takes it to him. <laughs> so they'll take yeah. care of this. Yeah. He's yeah. no more. Right. Absolutely. But yeah, the whole scene in, in that police station, it was really, really well done. You know, because they've got like this Hannibal Lecter guy in the, in the cell. And you, know, you keep thinking, oh, he's going to get out of there. Um, and it's going to be bad because he talks about eating people. And um, Yeah, I eat policemen. Yeah, yeah. And I somehow, you know, you said Hannibal Lecter and I was thinking, what? And you said that and I went, oh my gosh, I never thought of that. I thought he was... I think every time I've ever seen it, I thought he was talking like about their souls. Mm. That's how deep in I was, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, I yeah. just, you know, I never took it for something real. Sure I just be. took yeah. it for, he just yanked their souls out and destroyed them. Kind of the way when he was like, just give me the keys and everything will be fine. And they're almost going to do it. Mm. They're, yeah. they're, you know, you're watching the the people are standing behind him going. The one guy's shaking his head like no, no, but they're standing there and there's not this no way and backing away. There's this uncertainty. He's that magnetically charismatic or something. Yeah, yeah. He seems of the same stuff but opposite, right? To Bola, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Some negative force. I don't yeah. know what they would be called, but. Yeah, some demon. Yeah. Which made it more impressive during the moments when Bola's rescued the, the young people. They're going downstairs to get everything. And uh, he stops and takes a look in the cell from across the room, which this is the biggest, most wonderful police station in the world, <laughs> everybody. You just have to see yes. it. But, and the old guy, uh, whatever his name is, sees him and just gets this look of craven fear on his face. Hmm. And Bola's expression doesn't even change. He just kind of looks at him like, I know who you are. <laughs> I recognize you. Yeah. That, I mean, he doesn't even change expression, but it's just like that, oh, yeah, <laughs> you. And then later when the policeman, the corrupt policeman who's been feeding the information, um, says, who is this guy? What's his name? And who was released from this prison on this day? And he goes, oh. <gasps> <laughs> goes and looks at his wife and daughter sleeping and then kills himself. Yes. And he's like, yeah. who is this guy? <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they never show us anything in the flashback that's more than um, a regular gangster would be. Mm-hmm. But there's something going on there. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Th- there's something incredible about that, too, that recognition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something we've yeah. seen this in a lot of things, but yeah, that's in the Bible too, right? You know, when Jesus mm-hmm. is recognized by demons all know. the time. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, that's that's a deep, deep thing. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't yeah, really even thought about cool. that. Yeah, good recognizes evil just like evil recognizes good. Yes. Yeah. And then. Um, we haven't talked about this guy Deep Singh, who he he was a mole in the in the police station. Oh, and he ended up he he gave Bola <laughs> some pretty nasty wounds because he was standing he behind did him. That. Yeah, he was such a little coward. I know it. <clears throat> but then he got the old trident to the noggin. <laughs> <laughs> That's done. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, you know, yeah. it's just like, yeah, he's just like, oh, I'm standing behind him. Yeah, and that, that's something, too. Oh, it's I like just all stabbed powerful, the heck out of him. All these powerful people that he took out, and there's this this uh, coward behind him who got him. I know, isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. I don't think about that, really. Yeah. Yeah. But it had no effect. I mean, yeah. it had a terrible effect at first. We're very upset as he's going into the hole in the ground. <laughs> it the had big effect for a minute, well. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. the the machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to tell us about the machine wow, gun? Wow, I don't know anything about the machine gun. All I know is that. <laughs> I think you liked it. Oh my gosh, it was powerful <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Oh, and after all this conflagration, after all this chaos, all these bullets, then he's outside, and there's his daughter. You know, after you yeah. know, after it's calmed down, and and he's worried about his shirt. You know, this yeah. is the stuff that matters. It is. It's it's beautiful. It really is great. Yeah. Yeah. And then and off the drive. Because it ends it on that human touch. Yeah. The part that we all care about and know about. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. And there was a musical number. Oh, yeah. The music the is quite beginning. good. I thought it was quite good. I liked it, too. Yeah. Um, yes, that was to show... Well, it was just an item number, so they had an item number. But it was, yes, in the villain's uh, den, I guess you'd say. Well, I guess the effect it had was to show us how crazy the guy was at the very beginning as he kills one of an informer or somebody. He kills Mm -hmm. someone. And he does it in time to the music. Kind of (laughs) singing along a little bit or, you know, chanting along with it. And you're just like, ugh. Oh, man. I don't want to see you anymore. Please go away. (laughs) And you know who that guy was, that actor? No. He was in Omkara. Okay. He was the weedy, ineffectual guy who was supposed to marry Dolly at the beginning. Ah, all right. The one who gets pushed in the river and, you know. Cool. He's kind of, I mean, he's a really good actor. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everything's connected. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Too fun. What a fun movie. Um, well, thank you for this yes. movie. Yep. Oh, you're very welcome. And I mm. really appreciate you finding that quote about myth because... That really brought it into focus. All those elements were swirling around, and I kept thinking, what was it that made this movie something that was so purely enjoyable? Mm. And you're right, that's it. It's speaking to a very, very deep truth, the good versus evil, the doing anything to achieve your goal, Yeah. especially when it's to not break the heart of a 10-year-old girl. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. That would have been wrong had he right. not showed up. <laughs> And all the good people are on, they, even the people who are just like the students and the, the, um, caterer, they're not loving what they're going through, but they're not complaining Hmm. and saying, why did you lock us in here? Why did I get dragged along? Why this and why that? They just go there. Oh, okay. Well, we better start barricading the doors, (laughs) you know? Oh, go this way. It's like this for the truck. Yeah, I like that. Because they understand yeah. which side they're on. Right. Yeah. Without question. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's great. Yeah. Take yeah. action. <laughs> yeah. Don't sit and try to figure it out. That's really good. Yeah, you can tell. In those situations, I hope I would know to throw plenty of paper at the guy. 
Just grab everything. Yeah, yeah. Right after the movie came out, um, somebody tweeted, some just fan tweeted to Ajay Devgan something like, like um, the name of that villain that you see at the very end, like, this, sir, please. And because they'll call people sir if they really respect them, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he tweeted back, sequel. <laughs> and then when he and Abhishek, it, so did I get it right? Is Abhishek Bachchan? That's the son, right? Amitabh is the father. Yeah. The, and okay. didn't see, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He was the father in Piku. Yeah. The okay. Jack Nicholson sort of the, you know, right. so famous type. Uh, but so this is his son, who's a movie star, also a lesser, but still a movie star. And um, he and Ajay Devgan are evidently good friends. So it's Ajay Devgan's birthday party. And they took a picture of both of them together. And Abhishek had said, um, Bola, sir? And he said, yes whatever the villain's name was, you know, hmm. in a little tweet exchange with the cool. picture. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. So they, he, they've both been wanting to do it. Oh, good. Yeah. So hopefully it will be a good sequel. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I hope so too. Yeah. But, but I'm how glad you liked be? it. Oh, well, <laughs> it, it could not be. We, we all know this to be true. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. I still hope. Yeah. I can't think of American movies, at least here in the 2020s, where, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's like this, you know, where there is this mythic thing going on. You know, what we have is like the Marvel movies, and those are superheroes, but it's not, I don't right. get that feeling watching those. It's a different, it's a different thing. It's not almost a religious thing, you know what I mean? It's not like that. Um, but it's interesting that... Yeah. We don't make these well, kind of movies. Three hundred was that an American movie or a British movie? It was um, three hundred was, was like that. Yeah, yeah. And I really liked three hundred, mm-hmm. and I guess probably for the same qualities. I mean, it was just it was just a great story. Yeah, and yeah. told it in that same kind of a way. It was, you know? yeah. This mythic, yes, yeah, so you're right. Very there, good. there is the bad one. Very bad. Yeah, that was Zack Snyder did that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've had a few, but not many, because right now I think the trend is to always show they're a real human being that you can relate to. Hmm. So they've got a weakness. They've got a fear. (laughs) They've got, you know, whatever problem they're working their way through with their analyst at the time um, or therapist at the (laughs) time. And, um, I mean, that's what happened to Aragorn's character in Lord of the Rings. Hmm. Well, I'm worried. Maybe I won't be a good enough king, or you know, mm-hmm. whatever it was. He was always angsting about. Now oh, is my time finally come? And I'm like, you read the book? No. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. gets it. Yeah. He's not going around, you know, getting ready to king it up everywhere. But he's like, this is this is my path. This is my place. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with Bola too. Is you get the feeling, and I think it would be karma, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, he was put in that jail for only ten years. He was, during that time, he was reviewing, you know, learning the Gita or reading the Gita. He was let out at just the right time to be picked up, to help SP Diana, to do all these things. You know, it's it's that, here's your karma. Hmm. Are you going to follow it or not? Yeah. And he yeah. does. He's all in. Mm-hmm. And so that's, um, 
you know, that's kind of, we don't have such clear things happening. Yeah, right. But are are we following, you know, and, and for us, it's not karma. There's there's more free will to it than that. But it's the same thing as, are you following the path? Yeah, right. Very good. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I just popped on IMDb and I'm looking at Ajay Devkin's upcoming. He has mm-hmm. 11 movies upcoming. <laughs> what? Bola 2 is not one of them. But Sing Him no. Again is one of them. Oh, yes. I've yeah. seen that mentioned. <gasps> yeah. Very excited. And it says it's in production. So he's got yeah. he's got one, two, three, four, five, six in production. And one, two, in pre-production, two. And one, two, uh, three in post-production. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's incredible. Let's see. It's, it's like stunning. Uh, yeah. I'm just sorry. I mean, is that, is that I went to or what? IMDb and I saw the picture. I had to just catch my breath for a minute. It's fine. It's all, all right. it's good. Do, do you need a minute? Do we need to take an intermission? <laughs> I, I think I think I think I'll be okay. All right. It's fine. It's all Let's fine. Let's see what taboo is. Oh, doing. Trishim too, but I think that came out already. Yeah, which yeah. I haven't seen the first one. Let's see what these Taboo has six coming. Yeah. And you know, Taboo's interesting because she's somebody who in her youth very beautiful, you know, rom-com. She was in a lot of movies with Ajay Devgan when he was in those kind of movies too, funnily mm-hmm. enough. But as she got older, she was able to transition to be the powerful middle-aged actress. Mm. And I mean, you know, still has her looks, very beautiful, all the things. But she's getting to play these powerful roles. There's a movie. So this movie, I can't say it. It's called Andhadun, maybe. A-N-D-H-A-D-H-U-N. And she's in that movie. And that might be the first movie I realized I was seeing her in. Mm-hmm. She's so good in it. It's a real thriller with a big twist at the end. Hmm. And it's about uh, the main guy is a guy who's a blind uh, pianist. And he's he's played by somebody who I really like, too. He's very good. Um, mm-hmm. Let me look at this director again. Probably people don't care. Oh, my gosh. Okay, this director of that movie, if we see something come out that he's done, we watch it. Mm. He did Ek Hasina Thai, he did Johnny Gadar, he did Agent Menard, he did Badlapur, and then he did this blind pianist one. And he's got a new one coming out called Merry Christmas, or that has come out called Merry Christmas, which is supposed to be really good. Very good. And um, yeah, and uh, his movies all have this, they're all kind of like thriller, mystery. Of different ways. So Agent Vinod is Saif Ali Khan, and it's um, it's a take on the James Bond idea, Indian style. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny Gadar is. Uh, they're all different too. That's cool. the thing that's also interesting. Well. Writer yeah, and director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's how it is in India. I heard somebody doing a review, and they were talking about Merry Christmas, and they said, "Well, we know if it's him, we know it's going to be an interesting story." with a twist hmm. that we can't tell what it is. And there's another director who's like that too, who did, um, Connie, which I'm sorry. Now you've just got me going. <laughs> I love it. Um, but Kahani means story and it's K A H A A N I. And that director also is really good. Now he, we haven't seen all of his movies, but he did bang, bang. Huh. You saw that. Yep. For sure. On your own. I did. So, 
Yeah, he did Kahani, which is amazing, and you should see it. But he's done some of these other movies that John A. John, which we just saw, that's his newest one, really good also. Different real twists to the plot. Um, Bang Bang was more fun, obviously. But anyway. All right. Well, um, again, thank you again. Oh, you're yes. very welcome again. And uh, let's see. So what have we got see, now? Next, we have got, you? yes, it's a... It's a uh, Novella, um, oh, yeah. The Hedge Knight by George R. R. Martin. Yes, yes. Yep. So in the uh, A Song of Ice and Fire in Westeros, uh, but a hundred years before that happens, about Sir Duncan the Tall and <laughs> Egg. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's not very long, but it's really good. And I'd forgotten how much I like George R. R. Martin's writing. Oh, good. I'm never yeah. going to read the his novels, but mm-hmm. his short stories I love. So. That's great. Well, good. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. So yeah. that'll be next. Yeah. Okay. All great. right. <laughs> so well, we'll talk about that in a couple weeks, everybody. Look forward to it. All right. Take care, okay. all. See you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye.